God's good. I had a note on my, I'm going to get to my sermon, but hang on. I had a note uh, on my desk, and whoever wrote this, you have really got nice handwriting. It said, your prayers are working. They're either changing your situation or they're changing you. Don't stop. Isn't that good? Like Nona, I'm telling you, uh, I'm just hungry for the revelation of, really, folks, We've got to get a handle on what we're talking about now. Prayer is the only thing that changes anything. God's got it designed that way, and we can't seem to grasp that like we should, that when you pray, you can just know that it's going to, it's going to manifest because he, he, he says, I'm waiting on you. Countless scripture says, I'm waiting on you to do what I'm asking you to do. You Let me drop it in your heart. You speak it forth, then I'm going to make it happen. Awesome. Uh, Jenny ran across. I think someone sent Jenny uh, a quick thing from Priscilla Shear. And I want you to listen to that. Guys, on the thing, and get the sound up on this so we can hear, hear what she has to say. Not long, so don't worry about being 30 minutes. It says pray. Not like, you know, a prayer a day to keep the devil away. Not like a prayer over your meal, just cause that's what your mama did and your grandmama did and that's what you're supposed to do. Not something quick and casual. Fervent, prioritized prayer. Y'all, you can't have victory if you don't pray. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? Prayer is the key that unlocks the resources of heaven so that they can be unleashed on planet earth. Prayer is the key he's actually given you to get all the good stuff down here. Because I don't know about you, but I don't want to wait to get to heaven to experience all that God has for me. Any bits of heaven he plans to give me on earth, I want it right now. Prayer accesses the bits of heaven he intends to give you now. And prayer, listen, prayer is what pushes the kingdom of darkness back. It's what pushes it back. That's why Jesus said, my house shall be called not a house of good preaching, not a house of good singing, not a house of great spotlights and production, not a house of great cafes. I hope you have all of that. Enjoy it. But Jesus said at the end of the day, my house better be called a house of prayer because spotlights and fog machines and great singing and great preaching, that won't necessarily push the kingdom of darkness back. But when my people who are called by my name, when they will humble themselves and when they'll pray, he says that I'm going to hear from heaven. I'm going to heal the land. The enemy will have to bend the knee at the name of Jesus in prayer. Would you call that anointed? I would call that anointed. Yes. And what she said is so true. We can, we can try to keep up with the world. You, you won't do that. Because all they're touching is your emotions. But when you start understanding and grasping prayer, it changes your life. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what happens to you during the day. I don't care the moods or the modes you get into. If you go immediately to prayer and start talking to God and start quoting his scripture and quoting those things that you know, it always turns around. I am a, I'm telling you, I know that I know that I know. It's amazing. Isn't it amazing how you can be maybe just watching a silly movie and then all of a sudden you just feel so stinking depressed and you just feel so... Uh, that's when you move on prayer. 
because don't follow those emotions. Emotions are great. I love them. But you can't let them control your life. You've got to allow the Spirit of God to control your life. And that's why prayer is so vitally important. You know, it says in Colossians 3, 2, to set your mind on the things above. Set your mind on the things above. We, we can't focus on our problems. And I know, I know somebody out there right now is saying, Pastor, you say that all the time. That's because you still are. You can't, yes, you've got to, yes, you recognize your situation. My gosh, how could you not recognize things that are going on? But you don't dwell on the problems. You see the problem, but you know that there's an answer to that problem. And that's where you set your mind on, God, I know you've got this. And I know the Bible tells me in, in Matthew 16 and in Matthew 18 that I can bind. Whatever I bind on earth is bound in heaven. So whatever's going on right now in my emotions and in my mind, I can bind that activity and I can come against that power of darkness and I can stop that from manifesting here. But I can loose the power of God on my situation and I know you've got me and I know I can trust you and I know you're going to take care of it. That's where you go with your prayer and that's where you understand the power of prayer because when you put it forth, he promises you, he hears you and he promises, he answers the amazing part about it is when you get the answer, you'll recognize that maybe the answer you wanted wasn't what was supposed to even happen. But you'll get the answer and you'll get the peace. What Nona was talking about in, in, in what she was sharing, there is a peace that comes on you when you know he's got the situation. And she chose to go through a surgery and she did it because she knew he had spoken, and he had given her peace, and it was going to be okay. And he honored that even more by honoring your prayers so she wouldn't have the pain that she should have had. Oh, I've never had a child, but I've had kidney stones. And they, they say it's pretty comparable. I don't want to go through that. I've been through that. And when I get a little ache in my back, I go, I'm not going through that. Matter of fact, right now they're telling me I've got two kidney stones floating around in my bladder. I don't want to go through any of that. I'm just going to let them stay in there and float around. We, we don't need to go through what it takes to get rid of them. Matthew 6.33 says, seek first the kingdom of God. Do what? Seek first. Not second. Not when things get so bad you've got to go to him. You go to him before things get bad. You go to him on a daily basis. You go to him continually. You, you, you spend your life communing with God all of the time. Back in the old days, you were taught how you had to pray to get him to answer. All you have to do is talk to him. You don't have to go to some person. You don't have to do anything to fix what you did, the mistake you made. You just say, Lord, here I am. And Lord, what I just did or what I just thought I know wasn't of you. So Lord, I thank you that you're a forgiving God. He, he's, he, that's communion. And in that communion, then that brings the power and the manifestation of his prayer, of his peace, of his answers that he's got for you. He has good things for you. He, he does. Everybody grin at me. He, he, he's not after you. 
You say, but you don't know what I did. It does not matter what you did. He's already taken care of it. Now, we're not careless in that grace. We're not ignorant in that grace. But we understand that life is life and we're going to make mistakes. You know, the, the song, the second song we sang at the very beginning of it, it, it talks about the past and the present and he's in, our, he, he's, he's in right now. He's coming, but I can't use that grace. He was there, but I can't use that grace. But right now, for the mindset that I get sometimes, I use that grace. For what I'm going through, I use that grace. For knowing he's going to get me through, I'll use that grace. I'm going to step into more grace. Every moment that I live, I'm moving into a new grace. You are the same. You're moving in, putting up with me speaking. You're walking through grace. Just hang in there and stay with me. But, I, but I'm bored, and I'm not listening, and I'm looking at my phone. Give him respect and put your phone away unless you're looking at Scripture. <laughs> See, that's the thing. But I'm going to get them kids and I'm going to get them adults for looking at their phone. No, he's not. You're the one that's going through the bad time. When we live wrong, the Bible says you're not in the kingdom. Now, you're, you're going to heaven. But see, I want kingdom right here. I want to live in peace like Nona was saying, right here. I, I don't care what's going on. I want to live in it right here. Romans 14, 17 says, in the New King James, it says, the kingdom of God is, right, is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Well, if I'm living and I choose to live wrong, I'm not living in the Holy Spirit. Let's say I just, I didn't even mean to do what I did. You will know when you miss it. So in that missing it, you step out of the kingdom life. Because you step out of righteousness, because you chose to sin. You step out of the peace because you can't have peace living in sin. Now, he's not against you. He loves you, and he wants to pull you back into the things of God. But you can't live in the kingdom of God without the Holy Spirit, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. But that doesn't put condemnation on you. That's a check. Like, oh. I had a situation just yesterday, just for a few moments, it was like, oh. And the enemy tried to, to pull me down into condemnation because of that thought. And I said, no. I'm stepping back and trusting in him. I'm stepping back in his forgiveness. I'm stepping back knowing he's got me. I'm coming at that place where I'm going to live and move on. I want to I live in that righteousness, peace, and joy. I wanna, I wanna, I, I, I'm not righteous in myself. I, I mess up every day, every day, and so do you. And if you're saying there, no, I'm perfect, and I, I'm a little saint, and I've never done nothing wrong in my whole life, bah humbug on you. You're only righteous because of Christ. He died for your sins. He died for your mistakes. He died for all this. I, I just keep going back and I looked it up again this morning in, in 1 John where it says, 
as he is, so am I. But Ronnie, you, you, don't, you don't sometimes don't live like that. I know, but he's cleaning me up a little bit at a time. He, he's taking care of me. He's made me righteous. He gives me peace. He gives me joy. I'm living in the kingdom life. In New Living Translation, Romans 15, 13, listen to what it says. He says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. This all happens because we live in prayer. I'm not just talking about getting down and, oh, God, oh, God. I'm talking about just living, oh, God. Thank you, God. Lord, thank you for taking care of me. Lord, thank you that you're always with me. Lord, thank you that every situation in my life you're in charge of. Lord, thank you that all that I'm going through right now, you've got me. Thank you, Lord, if it's here or if it's here or if it's here, I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm getting at that place in my life where I would go to Nairobi if you would tell me. And you all know the story on that. As a little Methodist boy, when they come in and they said they were missionaries from Nairobi, I thought, where's Nairobi? But I don't want to go. I still, till just recent years, found out where Nairobi was. But I want to be at the place in my life. You need to be in the place. I don't care what your age is. You need to be in the place in your life where, where you represent Christ and you'll go and you'll be and you'll say and you'll do whatever he tells you. But you can't be there unless you pray. And we cannot, we cannot always depend on mama's prayer and daddy's prayer. We've got to depend on our life. We come to that age where we are at that place where, okay, you are now old enough to be responsible I think in the Jewish occupation, in the, it was 13 years old, I think it was. I don't know where it fit for you or where it's going to fit for the younger people here, but when you start recognizing the spirit realm and you start recognizing, just start talking to God when you're in the woods. Start talking to God when you're riding your bicycles. Start talking to God when you're dribbling a basketball down the court. Ask for his help. Come to that place where it's just, a, it's just ongoing when you, when you turn in Walmart. Lord, thank you for a close parking spot. Lord, thank you for a good sale. My wife used to love to go in and look for a good sale. She'd get them all the time. I love it how we used to go to, we used to, go to Famous and Bar, and in there the dresses and the clothes were pretty expensive. She always found one that had been put, set aside and set back, and the price went down and down. And you wonder how they made any money on it. That's the sale she would get. So I would always say, honey, are you praying? Because I knew he was going to answer because I've seen it time and time again. She always dressed to top. But she never did it without wisdom and prayer. And that's just life. We're standing in a building that came only through prayer. Ed Spiller and I walked these grounds when there was still a trailer court. And we thanked the Lord for the... It was one of those times where he just put on our hearts to walk it and claim it. And that's exact. I can tell you exact. Well, it's gone now because I moved it all with a dozer. But we walked this whole area. Right in this area right here, I think there was a big old concrete building that used to be like a, a laundromat for the people in the trailer court. And, and we walked around that. We walked, we walked down and th across the bottom. We, we claimed it for Christ. It wasn't very long. Where Jim Reed come to us and said, would you guys like to have part of this property? We bought all of this land 
And he said, you pick the bottom or you pick the top. I said, we'll take this right here because this is where we walked. So I, I, I worked with a guy from Sparta that was putting the new track in over here, and he had a big 637 scraper that I ran at the mines all the time and a, and a D9 dozer, and he just brought him across the highway, and I went crazy for a couple days. Dropped this down. We, this used to be as high as the land that was over there. I put all of it down there. Made us an area for a parking lot, and I could see it before it happened. Why? Because we, as leadership, had prayed about it. We had already looked at buildings that was built somewhat like this. That all comes in prayer. Your life, your life, your, your, well, I, don't, I don't know what I'm going to do in life. Then start asking God that knows what you're supposed to be doing. And he'll drop in your heart. Young people, if you're in school and don't know what you want in your future, don't try to figure it out. Just start saying, Lord, I don't have a clue where I'm going. What, what's your plan for me? He may send you to Nairobi. But most of the time, he'll just send you to school to perfect what you enjoy doing. Don't get a job. Young people and old, if you're in a job, don't, don't work where you hate it. Trust God and step out. I'll never forget Brad and Tony worked at the prison and their position, what they did, they didn't like. Brad come to me and said, we're going to school. I said, okay. And then he said, we're going to be barbers. And I said, okay. <laughs> I didn't have much faith in that, Brad, Tony. You had one prayer while you were here. <laughs> that may have been what saved you. But how did it happen? It was work. They had to move to third shift, and they changed clothes. True story, Tony. They changed clothes going down the road in order to get to class on time. Now, I'll bet that was comical at times. And they studied all the way down, and they, they went to class all day, and they studied coming home, and then they slept, and then they worked all night. It takes work, but it takes prayer to get you motivated to get it done. And if you're not, young people, maybe somebody out here right now is working where they don't like. Pray. Because I'm telling you, Scripture tells me he's going to take care of us. See, we, we can't give up. We've got to move towards that. Look, in the Passion Bible, in, in Galatians 6, 9, it says, don't allow yourself to be, don't allow yourself to be weary and planting good seeds for the season of reaping, the wonderful harvest you've planted is coming. It's coming. It's going to happen. It's going to take place. Well, you know what's interesting about it, and I don't know how far I'll get into it this morning. But in, in Matthew 6, I want you to go there, and if you, haven't, if, you, if you haven't got a Bible, write it down. Matthew 6, verses 9 through 13, the Lord gave the disciples an outline. Now, it's funny how some of the religious churches quote this as their prayer. This is not a prayer. This is an outline. And in verse 6 through 9, 6 through 13, it lit, 9 through 13 in, in chapter 6, not, verse 9 gives you the promises. Verse 10 gives you the prior, your priorities. Verse 11 gives you the provisions of your day, of your life. Verse 12 gives you personal fellowship and relationship with the Lord. And verse 13, you end it with the power and the praise of who's doing all of this. 
And I want to hit just maybe just the first one. But the first one, it says, our Father in heaven. Well, first of all, many people didn't have a father that was worth a hoot. As a matter of fact, most all you men are dysfunctional. Did you all recognize that? You're not perfect. So the father, we can't compare the father that's brought up here. We can't compare our heavenly father to anybody on earth. He's perfect. Absolute, the creator of the universe. He's perfect. Go someplace there's no lights and look at all the stars, all the suns that he threw out there. He's perfect in all his ways. So when you start your prayer life, you recognize that you start it by recognizing who he is. Let me read on just a little bit. It says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Start your prayer life. Set yourself some time where you just are alone with him. Lots of times it's best before anything happens during the day, get up a little early. But find some time just to be, before you turn on your phone. Before you check your email, before you turn on the TV, before you turn on the radio, just start spending a little time with the Father and thanking Him for all He's done. It says in Psalms 100 verse 4, it says, Enter His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. That's what it says. So let's do what the Bible says and let's come to that place of saying, Lord, thank you that I'm forgiven. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that you're my dad. And you, you, you've got everything for me and you want to take care of me and you're going to take care of me. Thank you that you've got everything that I need. Thank you that my, my day is met. Thank you that you've, you've forgiven me, that I'm going to heaven. Thank you that I've been made righteous. I mean, wow, that alone right there is enough. You're, you have been placed in right standing with God and it doesn't matter what's going on in your life. You can go to him. And you can talk to him without going to anybody else. Those that are taught to have to go to somebody, that, not what the word says. The word says anytime, day or night, I don't care if I just sinned, recognized it. I still am right in his presence. Because the Bible tells me he never leaves me or he never forsakes me. I don't feel... That's, that's, that's hard to even imagine. Some of the stuff we pulled. He's a God that's with us all the time. He, he's, the Bible says that he delivered me out of darkness. Lord, thank you. You're starting your prayer. Lord, thank you for pulling me out of the darkness that I was in. Thank you, Lord, that I didn't even know that I was a mess until I seen you. It's funny how you can be in a dark room and it's dark until you see the light. But once you see the light, your light, your, your light changes. Well, it does. You light up. You start recognizing who you are. You start seeing who you are. But, but our first thing to do is to, to, to come to that place of saying, Lord, thank you that I'm, I'm guaranteed to go to heaven. See, it used to be we were taught you're only going to heaven if you're good. Somebody can say, are you going to heaven? Well, I'm working on it. No, if you're going to heaven, you're going to heaven, according to the word. If you said yes to Jesus, that's all you have to do. Yes, I believe you died for me. I believe you rose again. Case closed. By the scriptures, it says I'm sealed with the Holy Spirit. 
I'm going to heaven. I may not live in the kingdom of God in the world because I may choose to live wrong, but I'm still going to heaven. I may be in a different class when I get there, but I'm going to heaven. My wife always said there, there's going to be different classes when you get to heaven. Some's going to still be in the first grade. See, that's, that's why you, you never want to judge anybody in their walk. You may all get to heaven and find out that they're in college and you're still in first grade. You might even still be in kindergarten. We've got to come to a place of recognizing God has got this all. He, you start lifting up. You st I'm, going to, I'm going to just go a little bit into the next one before we go here this morning. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. What do you mean? I want to live every day in the kingdom. And I want what's in heaven to come down here. I've got the keys. We studied it Wednesday night. I've got the keys. I can have whatever I find in here. It's there. I can have here. Your kingdom come. Ah, your will be done. Now, this one I can't go into very far because... I can spend hours here. First, I lift him up in my prayer, in my outline. I lift him up and I thank him. Then I, then I, personally, I'm talking about me personally. Then I recognize I want to live today in my kingdom. And I know I'm going to step out at times. And I know I'm going to yuck at times because of things that I thought and I said and I did. And I'm still working on that, Lord. But I, yet I know you've got me and you love me. And I know the kingdom's coming and my days are going to get better. But Lord... I want your will be done. And I, I first say, Lord, thank you that your will for my life is done. Then I personally would go into Connie's life. Lord, thank you that your will for her is going to be. Lord, thank you that your will for Chris, your will for Brad and his family, your will for Keith and his family. Well, then once I get out, if I keep these things keep coming up, I got a lot of family. Diane, Vicki, Ronnie, Don, Joy, Scott. Bill and Lloyd. And then it never fails. I, I look that way and I've got Jenny. She's at the end. She gets, sorry, John. She gets prayer before you do. And then I'll go to John. Well, then now they've got a family. Now I'm talking if, if I'd be led to go this way. I, I may not even get down to Neil. Because I, I've, I've spent so much time in, in things that have come up. But then as I go. See, you can pray an hour and not even get to the rest of the prayer. But see, that's why this is so important to go over this and take our time because you've got to recognize God wants to change their life. That, that, that was so good. Your prayers are working. Well, we know that. They're either changing your situation and I know that. Or they're changing you. Oh, I know that. Sometimes I don't, sometimes I don't want to change. Because I didn't know I was a mess. I, I don't know why I went through what I went through. Why I'm going through what I'm going through. But he does. So for me to get through it right, I've got to change. I've got to go, your will be done in my life. Whatever you want. Because I don't want to live 
I don't want to live on this earth and not be in your kingdom and not live in righteousness, peace, and joy. I, I want to live every day and I can only get there by prayer. You say, well, Pastor, you're getting me under law. You're making me do. No, 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 no. You have a free will and a choice to do whatever you want to do. I'm just saying, if you want your life to be better, you pray. And you just talk to him. When you're driving down the road, instead of listening to the country western, you turn it off. And you talk to him. And when you do listen to music, listen to something that's the word that's going to uplift you. If you play country western, play it backwards and you'll get your wife back. You won't be drunk, you'll get sober. Come on now. God's got you, folks. Let's stand up. If you don't, if you don't stand up, I'm going to keep preaching. Team, come on up. God has us. Be here Wednesday so we can continue on with this because I'm telling you, this series will absolutely change your life, your situations, your circumstances. God has you. Say, well, you don't know how bad things are. Nothing's too bad for God. And what's interesting, folks, listen to me. He already knows what you're in. He's just waiting for you to lay the train track for the engine to run on so he can do what he wants to do. Let's close. Are you ready, lady?
Father, we thank you. We put our trust totally in you. And we thank you, Father. Father, I call this congregation blessed. And I thank you, Father, for taking care of all their needs. I thank you, Father, that you took care of yesterday. You're taking care of right now. And we know you're going to take care of tomorrow. So we step out, we trust in you, and we thank you, Father, that we're going to live in that kingdom of yours. Walk in righteousness, peace, and joy in you, Father. We thank you for it. We give you all the praise, Father, in Jesus' name. Everybody said, call you blessed. You are dismissed. Hug somebody before you leave today.